0: This is the one with us and them.
1: Fort Boyard, an enticing cock, a roll,
0: not quite people, exceptionally wide feet, and the doc's face is a mess. It's called the Rebel Flash. Here Here we go. We're still on our endless
1: voyage All through time and all through space With Slavin and Angels
0: now Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow Tennant, Smith and Eccleston And Kapali, he's the man Doctor
2: Who is cool again That was Russell's master plan Who back when
0: Reviewing all new Who there is Who back when Subscribe and rate night choose, please Rose Rose and Donna, Amy Pond Rory, Martha and beyond Join us on this odyssey What other choice could there be but? Who back when when?
3: Hello Podcast Land, and welcome to an episode of whatever this show is called. What is it called, Leon?
0: Who about when? A Doctor Who <laughs> podcast! Dog <boss>! Yeah!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Excellent teamwork. Yeah, I needed help with that one. Um, <laughs> I feel
2: like Leon got it slightly wrong, but carry on.
0: Yeah.
3: And what, what's, what's this episode? The, the
2: Rebel
0: Flash, NC... NC17? and 79 Jim! <laughs> NCC-1701. D. Oh, is that your favourite? Well, no E, but... Yeah.
2: (laughs) Can we... Can we We're already on a tangent with eight seconds in. New record? Are you trying not to introduce again, Jim?
3: (laughs) Welcome to this episode. I've been been put into chair number one.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So on my left, I have... Leon, a.k.a. Pumpkin. And diagonally opposite, because it's an awkward direction to go, is...
1: Oh, hello. Uh, my name's Murray. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that. And
3: s- sandwich diagonally in between them, we have... True. Back when. True back when. And I'm Jim.
0: Hello, Jim.
4: Who That's has you. no
3: theme-based surname for this episode. Ganger. Oh. Jim, Ganger. Oh. Jim Ganger. Jim Ganger. I'm not, Ganger. not sure about that one. Oh. Jim Gangham style. There we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Time for us to synopsize, love and summarise. So take a view and grab a brew, and listen to this overview, this free-for-all, we like to
4: call
0: our a Chunk of Who. Chunk of, of Who.
3: A heroic protagonist arrive at a medieval monastery in the 22nd century, where a band of contractors are digging for super potent subterranean acid.
0: To protect themselves from said acid, they use and control the flesh, a rubbery gloop that produces disposable clones fully equipped with memories, emotions, and clothing.
2: But then the mother of all solar storms tsunamis
1: the monastery and all cells break loose. Who is real? Who's plastic? Just watch 5 minutes it's pretty obvious.
2: Please <laughs> <laughs> go over you are welcome.
1: Aren't you just Introductory
0: questions. Not me <laughs> after last week's debacle. Well, should we start at the beginning this week? Let's do that. I think
1: that might be a great idea.
2: Decided that sequential lights coming on down a corridor was scary.
4: (laughs) Oh,
1: I loved that. I did watch that and think, has has anybody ever been in a corridor where lights come on like this? Is this a thing? Is it just in horror films?
0: We have had a a, a lot of, even on Doctor Who, we've had a lot of like the opposite. Like it gets darker and darker the closer to the camera. Like we even had that last week, right? And in the weird fake TARDIS. Yes. I think is, so. I
2: think. I suppose corridors. when you are constantly using corridors as Doctor Who does, is any other show so obsessed with corridors? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just rename it. Corridors. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as good as class. Yeah. <laughs> so when a show is that dependent on, I don't know, a unit of architecture, I suppose there's such limited possibilities that, that you have to resort to that
0: every single time. I guess so. But does anyone know where this trope arose? No idea. How can we find out about this? <laughs> I mean, there's TV tropes.
2: We just have to start watching horror films from the beginning of cinema. And we'll be fine. We'll come across it eventually.
3: Can I just clarify? This is when they used the, the clap-on voice-activated light system at the start of the episode. Yes. I think that bugs me more, to be honest. The fact that we can't get away from the, the feeling that in the future everything must be voice-activated even though we've tried it and it's crap
2: siri why is everything in the future voice activated (laughs) Calling.
3: are are we not expecting siri and all that just to die off in the next two years and let's go back to just kind of
2: we're the ones who are going to die off Um, they'll be the only ones left them and gangers
3: but it's not like with ai or anything it's literally lights on i pattern match the phrase, lights on. Like,
1: but it takes longer to say it than it does just, just to exactly. stick this way. Exactly.
3: Mm. And, you know, at night time when you might want to do some quiet reading or something,
2: lights on! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, everyone's
4: up. damn it!
3: Turn that light off!
2: <laughs> Put that light out. Go to bed! <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, I don't know about the trope of them coming on, that's weird.
0: Podcast Land, if you know, let us know. My first impression, seeing them with their like bubble uniforms, I thought that they, well, I... They looked like Sontarans. You to wanted me. them to
2: be Sontarans. I really wanted
0: them. Well, I sort of assumed that maybe they were Sontarans leading. So I, I didn't really remember the story of this, but they looked very Sontaran to me. Do you think that
2: was a deliberate tease? Very possibly. Right. Look, we've there's something that we haven't leaked yet. No, there isn't.
4: Aww.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lower your expectations. They
3: are suspiciously kind of aggressive-looking suits, though. And
2: yeah. Why do they have
3: spears?
0: I know. Or, what? Or, wait. Or... Why?
3: Or like polax things, whatever the Harpoon's.
0: hell they are. They're like yeah. spears with pencil sharpeners at the end of them. <laughs> I don't yeah, think, what do they do? With
3: I don't them? think they're ever established to have a real use for the people that are mining acid.
0: Nor, nor the fact that they're mining acid. But <laughs> so, how are they mining acid? Because it seems as though there's just a well. Mm. Like the why are they even needed there? Surely you just drill and then you just suck up the you acid. You have a pump. You. Yeah,
3: yeah. You don't need a man. A mining operation. You gotta
0: conduct quality control. But you don't you definitely don't need a spear. You
3: need one lazy guy going, the pump's still working. Yep, yep, okay. Back to sleep.
0: Like there's never a scene where they go down a tunnel, like a mine shaft, and start hacking away at the wall, waiting for acid to come through.
2: No, but these gangers are literally the canaries in the coal mine. When for instance, the acid potency stats have definitely dropped below the mean for the last quarter. Which is the worst delivered line
4: in
0: at least this series, if not the whole of New Who. Oh, there's one other line in this that I specifically wrote down as an incredibly ineffective line.
2: Oh, great. But that's what they're measuring anyway. They're measuring whether something is 9.7 because they can't possibly have that read off a screen remotely via a sensor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also true. Mining operations are really very hit and miss in the future because we have, have had mining operations, futuristic mining operations on Doctor Who before, right? Isn't that what they're doing
1: Blue with- Bluegrass like- the, when they're mining. Oh, bingo, well, yeah. They dig- well, yeah. they're not mining, they're just digging.
0: Oh yes, in 2020. The, exactly, they're just like tunneling down. The Satan Pit is mining. Oh, isn't that's it? what I was thinking yeah, of. Right. Yeah, there's also in classic here there are a bunch of mining operations. Like, but but those are in they said in the 70s and they're better than this. Like this is <laughs> it's very hidden. Miss in the future. It seems like the technology available in the Satan Pit, which takes place when 51st century. Oh okay, well that explains it then. I think it took like three thousand years for them to figure it out.
2: They're <laughs> really plumbing the depths with this one. Hey.
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs> The, the other really ineffective line that I wrote down was, welcome to my world. Oh, Rory. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes.
2: Do you think that's yeah. just because he was overcome with shame as he said it, that it was that obvious a line? <laughs> Maybe.
3: I kind, of, I kind of want to feel like this episode was heavily edited and Rory's justification for kind of latching onto Jenny so much and there being a weird, that weird moment where he says that line and looks at Amy, it's like I, I swear there must be more dialogue and stuff that happens <laughs> to justify these. it. Just you can hack hack it apart so much, but you, you forget that you left bits in, and I think they did that here.
4: Oh
1: right, is Amy even in that scene?
3: Yeah, they they yeah, share a look after in that. A look, Yeah, took
1: yeah. of oh. that is just she's incredibly... Because at the start
3: of the episode, he. I can't remember what he says, but he says something that he wants to turn back, like it's too dangerous. And this this is linking those two things together. But it's Yeah, so... when
2: something runs at you, it's never good and then Amy runs
3: oh, yeah, yeah. straight at yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> so it, it's those two points that are meant to be connected through the episode and they're not, because they're both crap lines that are just thrown away and nothing else is built <laughs> upon.
1: I took it that she was in, like she was really jealous and like protect like protected by him because it was another woman, like I don't know. Oh you think two other women. Oh. <laughs> well well yeah. oh yes. And he was like, giving her a look to be like, I still love you. (laughs) But she seems pretty okay with him
0: just going, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay back in acid and killer alien land. She wasn't okay with it. She
1: was like, don't do it, you idiot. Come back.
0: Yeah, but then she's like, oh, well, I guess I'll go in because I love him so much. I'll go and help (laughs) him. There's never a moment of like, oh, I feel betrayed. He chose Mm. someone else over me. Mm. They
2: are having a little argument at one point. Are they? Where Rory's just saying, I was just trying to help. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh, I don't it's remember. It's very that. quiet and only accessible sort of, via subtitles. Oh, oh, that in the okay, yeah. that explains yeah. it.
1: Because I spotted that a couple of times. They were just Amy and Rory just doing their own thing in the background. I quite liked that, actually, like a bit more kind of subtle. Oh. Your i was focused over here on the doctor and they were just like background acting. Oh, and you pointed one out, Jim, that when, um I can't remember when Damn. it appears, but. Jen, I think Ganga Jen is grabbing Rory's hand at one point and oh, she yeah. doesn't know her own strength yet and she squeezes it too hard and he's like, ah, fuck off. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's all really subtle just in a corner somewhere and you don't like notice it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't spot that. Yeah. yeah. alright. Good background acting.
3: Yeah. I think the point is that and I can't speak for everyone that's in a relationship, but my, my Marie sat here. If, if you hmm. decided to go, I'm going to rescue this person, um, I would be on the other side of the door with you. I would not go back into the room. But she does
1: eventually. She does. She says, I'm going to go after my husband. I'm going to go into the acid like pit. and That is true. No and in the beginning, it's
0: the doctor sort of pulling her back. Yeah, in I, a suppose.
1: Way. yeah. I suppose. Because I actually really liked that, that she does go back to rescue Rory. She yeah. hasn't seen him for a long time. Like Maybe she gives him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to go and find Jen and come back. And then when he doesn't come back, she does go and find him.
2: Yeah, she only goes off when she realizes that Jen is a ganger.
0: Yeah. Really? Wait. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. And
2: that's so that she can go on the hunt on her own and find a room, a door to open on her own and see Eye Lady. Oh yeah, I don't think we've got a recurring jingle to cover this. Return of the Patch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. Like what Rory is doing is so incredibly uncharacteristic of the character of Rory. That Do you think?
2: he's a caring guy he like, was hanging out in um cold blood with um killer lady scupper it for human race mm. but think, he's
0: not like caring heroic caring
1: but i think it for me anyway it kind of tied into his like um like nursing he's a nurse, career. He yeah and it people. was like this woman is um scared and i want to help her and that was his like nurturing side coming out
3: yeah I, I think when they actually decide to use roy in episode this is what you see of him yeah but you just don't see it very often. <laughs> Most of the time he's just left dying in a corner.
4: Oh.
0: <laughs> but when else have we ever seen Rory just John McLean into danger?
3: Possibly not quite so gung-ho. Um, but I, th- I think, you know, he's, he's been left on his own devices on numerous occasions. And he hasn't had the introduction to the world of Doctor Travelling that all the other companions get, really. And he always, he always holds his own. I think I think maybe this is just the first time that he he kind of really feels like he's got something to do and something to prove. I don't know. Okay, I, he, I think it's a good Rory episode.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, I think so too. He doesn't always hold his own. In the black spot episode, he was laughable. But, oh, all right. That, but this is how he should <laughs> be. That fit. entire
3: episode is laughable.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Th- this is how Rory should be. He is a caring guy. He is hanging around with the doctor. The doctor does a lot of caring for people in this episode, and Rory should absolutely be resonating
0: with that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I'm not, I'm not criticising that. I am, however, thinking that the only circumstance under which I, I find it believable that he would do that is if the person he's going after, the person he's going to save, is Amy. Because he's done that on so many occasions. Oh,
2: but he's That was when he was John McClain-ish when he just said, Does Amy need protecting? I'll stay here for two thousand years. The doctor dematerializes, he goes, Fuck
1: have
0: I done? <laughs> oh, I didn't no, think this
1: doesn't. through at all.
0: No, that's true. But
1: <laughs> he's ready to fight anything. Why does Doc never go back and check upon Rory and be like, he's still okay with this situation? Uh, he
4: uh, does. <laughs> yeah.
1: He he does indeed. As, as will be revealed. <laughs> oh remember <the> Summer. Okay. <laughs> I shall wait and find out. Good question, Marie. <laughs> it's the question all of
2: podcast land has been asking this whole time. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when is the
0: single greatest audio adventure ever going to be released? <laughs> Tracy actually asked me that. Oh, really? Yeah. Those we, words? E, those exactly. Like <laughs> verbat- <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the general gist. Very soon, Tracy. Very soon. Very soon. We just need to finish <laughs> writing it <laughs> and record it and post ed- it and, post it and <laughs> then drop it. Yeah. <laughs> but very soon, I promise. <laughs> Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm glad I asked.
3: <laughs> Do we want to get a little deep? Yes, yes, always. always. So we've alluded to an episode that I, for some reason, was was thinking of when watching this one, which is the the Cold Blood. I think that's the one with the Silurians. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because this is an episode where you get to see the kind of the Doctor saying all life is worth fighting for and all this kind of stuff. All life and is sacred. All life is sacred, and pitting. Another sentient being against humans and trying to get them to work together. Which happens in Cold Blood as well. Or the, the sequel one. So do what do we think about how it works in this one? Are you are you caring more about these new beings, these rebel flesh things that have come to life? And or are you thinking it's just a monster of the week and they can they can be killed, it's fine.
0: Who's gonna be worst? Go I'm gonna say it's
2: terribly anthropocentric, but because they just look like snotty faced humans. It's it's quite hard for me to see them as a monster of the week. And all through the episode I was like, well, absolutely they should be accorded equal rights and dignity and respect. Well, uh-huh.
0: mission accomplished on the part of the doctor in that case because there's even a line in this episode where he says like try like really trying to look human because it will scare them mm. less. Yeah. They'll be able to relate to you more. So clearly that does work.
1: I think that's why I um because I really didn't like the scene in the bathroom when she does the the big stretchy armed fist punch oh, and then the neck and the I just, oh, it really bothered me, and I thought... You mean the Lazarus callback? Oh,
0: my God, yes, (laughs) Lazarus. I was just about to say that. (laughs) I was thinking of the thing, but yeah, also (laughs) Lazarus. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, because they were, like, they were... um, They were a much more interesting monster when they were so close to being human, and you can relate to them, and it's... um, Uncanny Valley. Yeah, exactly, and they just looked really creepy, and, and then, yeah, you put that on and the, also the scene when she i think it's jen is um on the ceiling like looking down like she's some sort of like spider woman i just like oh all of that these little extra bits kind of took it away and made them into a bit of a joke when i thought the the flesh with the kind of rubber faces actually looked quite good
3: i don't like the effect with the punchy arm and the stretchy neck but i can kind of expect that from a creature that's made of glass, yeah, yeah and doesn't quite know what it is and is getting used to stuff the hanging from the ceiling, though, that seems like that's something else. That's she can't
2: there. be Elastigirl and Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> Pick
3: one. <laughs> but it, there doesn't seem to be anything that they would have knowledge of that would say, I can pin myself to a ceiling and pretend I'm a bat.
0: Yeah, that, I agree. But Batman to, as well, for goodness sake! <laughs> they have certain like elastic properties, gluey properties. Yeah. I guess like that's the superpower. But but going past the their appearance, there's the kind of assuming that the twist is going to be everyone you think is real is going to turn out to be fake in part two. Oh, they were gone for a ho- they were out for a whole hour and replaced by rubber Gloop, or whatever. Oh, so everyone is Gloop. I and mean, there's a third
2: set of people in harnesses somewhere else. I'm
0: kind of thinking <laughs> that that's gonna happen. It's yes. gloop, or Like there's now? gonna be, be a scene. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but there's gonna be a scene at some point. I'm thinking in part two where they go into a room and they see themselves strapped into harnesses and they go fuck. <laughs> but it, it, either way, that going past the whole the the appearance, it's interesting. I think for two reasons. One being the whole like they don't. Know themselves that they are facsimiles mm, until yeah. they we realize as an audience that they are facsimiles, yeah. which is quite scary. Like oh, so memory is all that makes up your soul in a way, like your identity. And uh, the second thing being that it seems as though this has already happened once before. The doctor is aware of them; like he knows about. I, I wrote down first the the Isle of Sheppey, but I don't think that that's what the doctor is referring to. Like, no. The doctor seems no, to no, know about the, the flesh,
3: right? Northern guy talks about. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you're right. Which is like another disaster, whatever. Mm. But like, the Doctor seems to know about them and now want to save the flesh because history did not save them before he intervened. And, and...
1: Uh, do you think that's what it is? Another flesh I, I failed to save. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but he doesn't intend to. He doesn't do that. He shouldn't be going back in to change history. No, and maybe he won't be able to. I mean, the
2: Doctor shouldn't be changing history. He does well, nothing but
1: not intentionally. <laughs> It's know.
3: not like you'd go into someone's time stream and mess around with their childhood and. Oh,
4: oh
0: absolutely no, not. Never, never do that. <laughs> Screw <laughs> with them on a <laughs> the whole <laughs> video. Yeah, to, to make them a
3: nicer person than as an old it's only man. semi canon, yeah. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i I can remember the, the second part of this and other things, and I think marine can as well so
1: see um, oh i don't I don't actually remember sort of the outcome of the oh. Ganga. so like you're saying so maybe I'm totally i right assume there's going to be i don't know whether that happens or not, I can't remember that bit, but um yeah it sort of becomes important in the wider oh. story anyway I- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm curious to
0: see what happens to the doctor and his facsimile. yeah. Is the facsimile also going to be super good, or because it seemed in the next time on Doctor Who, it seemed as though they're opposing each other? And
4: yeah.
1: See, so yeah, I quite like what they do with that in the next episode. I think that I think oh. that's quite good. That's bit.
3: one bit I don't remember that well, actually. Oh, and that's I, the only and one I, I do remember. I walked out of the room when the uh, before the next yeah next week thing came on. Yeah. They're so, at each
2: other's throats essentially. Uh,
1: yeah.
3: But I, I have vague recollections of what the final final end thing is. I won't. I won't allude to anything
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> i was going to add a level of meta to jim's deep point Ooh. which is that you have the doctor and the silurians and he says back in cold blood and he says yes they were here before i mean we killed a bunch of them but and then events just sort of snowball and run away with themselves but here he's doing a lot of talking mm. is he doing a lot more talking is he given a lot more time to talk because they thought that they didn't do enough talking in that previous episode? Or does he get more time to talk because they are so close to being human? Mm. Are the Doctor Who writers not giving enough time to the monster of the week, and that's why they become monster of the week?
3: Mm. I don't know if it's... Because it is a slightly different setup, because this is just whether they have a right to exist or whether they should be treated as carcasses of material, um, versus the Silurians, where it's actually sharing the planet. Um, it's, it's working out a timeshare system. So I think maybe he, <laughs> he, puts, he puts the onus on, mankind is going to have to deal with this, so mankind should be at the table to negotiate the terms, perhaps, and steps steps away and leaves, leaves it kind of like that. Whereas here, he's like, I know mankind is great for some reason. <laughs> I love mankind, they're awesome. But they're actually a bunch of assholes as well. If I don't intervene here, they're going to kill the fuck out of these things before they even had a chance. So I don't know. I think it's just slightly different. And he's, he's just, he's more worried about what the outcome could be, perhaps. Yeah.
1: But I think you're right as well that um, they, they don't get enough time to talk because some of the more interesting scenes are when they're um, interacting with their like double. So like the Scottish guy, and he's talking about his kid and when his son was born and the like memories and all that kind of stuff. That's really moving. And you can see him like almost changing his mind um, and becoming sympathetic to this person. You don't <laughs> keep
2: pints of tea as well. You <laughs> I mean, must be a human being.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all just wiped out. They all just, as soon as the kind of lead woman comes in and it's like, no, we must kill them all, then everyone just falls in line. And that's a bit of a shame, I think.
2: Is that why they gave her the name Cleves?
0: Oh, I didn't realise that was her name, but that's a <laughs> very appropriate choice then.
2: Yeah. Huh.
0: It only dawned on me
3: um, just as we were sitting down that Jenny is the name of a genetic mutant in Red Dwarf as well. No! N- nicknamed Jenny. Jennifer um, mutant.
1: And the doctor's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah, Jenny. I thought about that. Well. Yeah. Do they call her Jenny? I thought they called her Jennifer.
3: I think, Jenny, she gets, I think she gets Jen and Jenny. She gets
4: both. I yeah, think. I think she
3: gets a lot of names. Yeah.
0: Probably all from Rory because you love the nickname. Al he Rory. very secretly hopes that there's you know, lots of elasticity. Anyway, oh. the, uh, <laughs> uh, another New Who episode, or possibly even double feature, springs to mind: New Earth, uh, where they have the which ends in the creation of the new humans, uh, which are all these an- uh, animals. The- these human, I want to say, clones, genetically modified to have all of the diseases in the universe and they're sort of siphoning them for vaccines Mm. the cat hospital is is. yeah yeah. and then at the end of it or spoilers towards the end of it um, is it tenants? Yeah it's tenant. goes well these people have been they they are just as quote unquote human as you and I uh, sets them free, cures them Mm. and now allows them to have their own lives, like, on their own planet or whatever. And, and this is very much the same thing. Like, they're, they're being used. Yeah. They're not suffering from diseases. They're suffering from acid and shit.
1: But, uh, um... So I have a question. that so The Doctor is fighting for these gangers to have life. You have memories, you are real, you have a right to exist as much as your kind of human counterpart does. Is it just specifically these ones that have... They've had the electric shock, they're now sustaining themselves outside of like they don't need the host anymore um these are okay or is it is there a whole population i think it's all of them of gangers on earth as well but then they without that electric shock they can't survive i think if the human gets taken out of that little machine then the ganga just turns to gloop
3: but he he sonics the gloop exactly and puts his hand near it and he feels or i don't know i'm not quite sure what he gets from it but he can he like
0: communicated with me yeah
1: he gets some that, kind of telepathic so thing. So that's the gloop, because I think he... Because that's got the, like, kind of collective memories from all of them. That The gloop, I think. Oh,
3: oh, that's interesting. I Sorry. haven't thought about that. It's like recycled gloop that's had them all yeah, through Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: they're using the same bit over and over again, and it's, it's kind of taken a bit of all of them into it, but... Oh, I don't know.
2: Oh, that would explain why at the end, Jen is incredibly warlike
1: and Cleves mm. goes all peaceable. Yeah, because I I, um, I struggled with that as well. And Jim, Jim had a nice explanation.
3: Well, I, I tried to explain it that poor old Jen just had Rory to tell her about the universe and everyone else had the Doctor. And the Doctor was kind of rallying them to how they could fight for their existence and prove to humanity that they're not monsters. And Rory was doing his best, but he's still just Rory.
1: that's that's not what you said I thought it was what I said it's basically but that's that's really mean to Rory well I didn't I'm gonna say it now in your own words familiar because basically um, (laughs) like Jen is really scared and had the doctor like the doctor's told all the others, I am on your team, I am there, like, no one will hurt you and because of, like, maybe it is what you've just said, am I just repeating what you've I said? didn't
3: mention the scared thing. No. But, but, yeah, that was, and so, thing.
1: and he's managed to convince them that he's on their team and he w- is working with them and they're, like, I don't know, and, yeah, and she hasn't had that pep talk from the doctor, therefore, she doesn't know that this powerful man is on her team. She thinks that Rory is the only one that's on her team and that's not enough um, and so, when you're scared, your instinct is to well is to run away and not wait five seconds and be like now Cleves
2: has been restrained actually everyone can just stand around and talk for a bit and we can all make up and not have a second episode because
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was
2: that close if you hadn't all buggered off yeah and just waited and seen what had happened yeah. then the doctor would have sewn it together for you yeah but yeah the
1: it- the gangers yeah the cleaves the the human we're assuming for now and the ganga, they're so different. Like, it doesn't... it That doesn't gel in my mind from they're what... Not
2: they- that different. I mean, they're all
1: saying us
2: and them. I know. They're harping on the similarities. I know.
3: I think you can forgive them for wanting to leave the room when one of their owners being been killed. And- yeah. You'd, like there, there literally is a kind of us and them. Then you know that these are a different species to me. These, these are the people of the same species as me. Those are people of a different species to me. One of them has just killed one of us. Mm. I, I think most of us could kind of react actually, in the same way. This
1: man that has promised that he will protect you didn't was yeah. in the room at the time when he couldn't protect you. So yeah.
2: yes, but now yeah. look at Rory, Jen, you specifically look at Rory yeah. heroically going yeah. over Ra, and yeah. subduing Cleves, yeah. and well, you didn't. Oh. and now you're the worst of the lot <laughs> oh she is oh. and one of the things we talked about cold blood like three or four times already but Jen is quite a lot like the woman in cold blood who just vacillates like she's oh the very, mother you mean yeah very fickle fickle and changeable yeah. whereas the guys just sort of plod along she's a hope at one point and then at the and the next she's the one who's fucking it up for everyone yeah that's she's interesting all over
3: because I, I saw her I saw Cleves as being the mother character from that episode. Because she's, she's the one that goes and pushes it too far and kills the, Yeah, the I other, think I agree with that more as well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was the other reason that I... But I think... Jenny's like the episode. son. She's like the kid.
1: Cleves Human and Jenny Ganger are sort of... Into, like, yeah. they're performing the same role.
3: They do cross over. Yeah,
1: a bit. I but think, you feel more sympathetic to Jenny Ganger, I think.
3: I think you do, because she's the one that's afraid and unsure about things. Yeah. And... Yeah, Cleese hasn't got a reason to be afraid. She's acting out of aggression and, and self-preservation. I don't know, and but
1: fear. There's no, fear, there's fear no reason for her to do that actually because she's not afraid. They're not threatening her. Self-preservation is an issue because they can both like they don't. She doesn't have to kill one for the other to survive. It's not like um, it's not Harry Potter. Sorry. No, but it,
0: <laughs> but this is this come wait hang on. Does this come after? the scene, the confrontation where one is electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then... But why did she have
1: to electrocute...
0: She doesn't. No one has to electrocute anyone. Exactly. Oh, sorry, wait. When you're saying she, are you talking about the humans? I'm talking about the talking human. About... Oh, I see. Yeah, where yeah, does right.
1: her hatred come from? But it's not like... It's just the like, no, but you can't claim
0: to be me. You, No one can lay claim to my identity and my memories and my life. Mm. Even if someone is on an entirely different planet somewhere, a different solar system, yeah. if they are... They're, they're basically hijacking my existence and mm. my ego by claiming to have my kids and my thought, experiences. Yeah, when, my tea? <laughs> yeah, like I say, l- let's not forget about the tea. Going back to the
1: Scottish guy and, and they're talking about the kid and stuff and it's like there's one child, you both have claim to this child, you both want to spend time with him, but do you end up with in like a like timeshare... No all home. you but do it.
2: is you get little Adam to touch the flesh, and, and you, you have two a, little
1: Adams get a ganga Adam as well, yeah, just duplicate everyone easy,
2: peasy in <laughs> fact, I don't know why Rory doesn't march Amy straight over to the flesh. <laughs>
1: <man>. <laughs> you go off traveling I'll just keep this one here It's
3: <laughs> brilliant he's all, also he's already outnumbered one on one
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um the, the, the oh sorry.
3: I d- I d- you are going, going about the Scottish guy
0: I was going to say, yeah, about the Scottish guy it, He is also the one who Shows himself willing to cooperate Right? Yeah. He's like, oh no, wait, why don't I just give you a hand? Or yeah, whatever it is he says yeah. like, Oh wait, actually we maybe, together. Weirdly, ironically their, The the overlap in their identities Is what keeps them together yeah. I can't remember what happens to them though. Why do they end up on opposing sides? Is it just because of the electrocution? Yeah, because I think think they they were literally
1: about to go off and whatever. I can't remember what the job he was going to do, but it was like, I'm going to go and do this. Oh, I'll go and help you. And they were, everyone was harmonious. And then, yeah, human cleaves came in and just ruined it all. Left them in twain. (laughs) Yeah. Possibly human cleaves. Possibly human cleaves. Probably human cleaves. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. We don't know.
3: (laughs) Human cleaves. I can't quite remember. She's not around for much of this period where the the gangers are first awakened Um, is she because the doctor first one he interacts with is actually ganger cleaves yes yeah Yeah. so human cleaves is off doing something doing what um so i think she actually gets angry and wants to kill someone without having ever interacted with them does
0: she that we know of just that sheer prejudice
2: i think think possibly
1: she does maybe that's partly it she hasn't she hasn't interacted with them, she doesn't know what's going on She hasn't had anything explained to her So she just comes into this scenario and goes All of you are just plastic, I can kill you And doesn't like realise that she's killing but I suppose It's not like she's life. just entering
0: the room out of nowhere She's been with them and she's aware of the situation Even if she hasn't had that much like one-on-one time with them mm.
3: There's one thing if um, like there was a, a human-shaped thing on a hanger That was kind of like just in the corner of the room and he's like, oh well, I need to reset this so it can be reused again. But they're walking A ganger a- on a hanger. A ganger on a hanger. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if I'd intentionally
3: set that up, that would have been brilliant. Oh, but, uh, well, um, we
1: did <laughs>
3: But they're you know they're walking around, they're talking. They they look and sound and f- yeah, they they, they, they are looking like they're alive you she just wants to kill them but they've
1: been looking like that the whole time and their the whole point of them is to kill them The guy, the one that melted in the acid in the first scene and everyone's like ah, oh, never mind see you later bro. like that's their point so she's been working with them walking talking they don't look any different but they're walking and talking they're when to.
3: when they're controlling them when they're inside them yeah like she knows they're not being piloted for one of the better phrase and she she sees she could see them in the room up and about talking and yeah. she her immediate reaction is to it's not it can't be to deactivate the malfunctioning machine it's kill them when yeah
0: but that's because she's also seeing the original right next to them right yeah that's what i mean she's got she's got all that
3: information right there like this this thing is not uh, a malfunctioning machine this thing is something else it's something when, alive
1: when your human is in the contraption and your Ganga is doing your work for you are yeah. you totally controlling are you, you see, like are you seeing through their eyes are yeah. you like
0: i think they must be yeah absolutely isn't mm. that made pretty clear actually in the
1: yeah it's like
0: operating a yeah, forklift yeah exactly
1: mm.
0: not really
2: <laughs> that's what that's, that's alive. What, how she describes is it, it? Yeah. yeah but is that cleaves
1: Well, she says no she says like a forklift can't operate itself Cars can't fly so, themselves. Exactly.
4: Yeah, <gasps> Ooh, yeah I think...
1: Uh... <laughs> that went off my head, actually. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, they would in the 22nd century. Yeah, they would.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you see, um, I think there's a scene where Jennifer isn't in her suit and they, they want her to be. Everyone else yeah. is, is walking around in their ganger suit. Yeah. And you see her get into it what and she, she puts herself into all the biometric sensor stuff and then has a telepathic link or whatever and you see but her basically go unconscious her body her body just goes so her
1: consciousness just goes into that new body basically yeah Yeah.
3: and the way they interact in the first scene where Mm -hmm. you think they're real people they're interacting like real people and like they're there they're it's not like they're sat there in the background with controllers who have a a lot lot of dexterity to get all the fingers working and stuff you know they're they're there in those bodies
0: it's like uh that bruce willis classic surrogates (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that one sets us by so actually yeah she will have never seen her ganga walking around because you're, you're in it yeah yeah, yeah like, but uh, your ganger
0: would look exactly like you
1: yeah yeah, and yeah. she's
2: seen all her friends gangers yeah true there should be a bit more of a connection there shouldn't there yeah I feel I like mean, it's not like you're playing bejeweled and they're getting on with it it's you are <laughs> present in their head yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I just want to put out that I think Cleves is just a homicidal maniac
2: oh yeah um, that's,
0: that's <laughs> what I'm getting at yeah Talks totally to <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry just uh, about that scene in the very first scene the opening one where mm. the guy falls into the the acid he's wearing like anti-acid clothing
1: yeah it's and not, not very melts. good is it <laughs> yeah.
0: acid visor an acid suit the, yeah, but acid like... visor has gaps yeah I, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I think I've it's gotten. more because you do see it so spray, low
3: spray from a pipe I, I kind of feel like it's it's splash proof. It's not yeah. dip proof. <laughs> okay,
4: <Yeah. laughs> I'm not meant to bathe in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah.
3: But you do see his, his hand melting.
2: Yeah, yeah, and his face. What oh, do you see? A bit of face.
3: And he, yeah, he it,
1: like
0: just dissolves. And he yeah. screams
1: like he's in pain when his face melts. Oh,
0: yeah. do you think they feel everything as gangers?
1: Oh, I don't know because it's weird because when his hand is melting, he's very much laughing and joking with them and doesn't f- obviously doesn't feel anything and he's like, oh yeah, see you later guys. So maybe I'm that's the ga-
0: Maybe that's the flesh.
1: But um,
3: yeah, I t- I took it to be that he's It's like the last. He's disconnected because obviously being in that body when it's melting is going to be pretty distressful, even if you don't feel the pain. Yeah. Um. So he so he, he disconnects offline. before then, and yeah. then and the, you flesh see the flesh feels the pain. Yeah. The flesh is the thing that's screaming.
4: Yeah.
0: With all the nerve endings. Would the flesh in the massive bathtub, would uh, that, the Dr. Sonics, would that be aware of the pain felt in the acid?
1: I don't know. Or Um, would
0: it maybe only be aware of having seen that melting flesh, that melting Ganga through the eyes of the two gangers that survive? I don't think the latter. Actually, that makes more sense. So there's no, like, collective sense memory. There's...
3: uh, I was say, they seem separate. The only yeah. memories they have are of the human that's
2: like,
3: that's created that yeah, yeah. that form there and then. Not the fact that they came from a big vat which had multiple humans yeah. possibly contributing to it at some point.
0: Is it that there are individuals sliced off one single being or is it that there's a collective living in a pool? Because they do talk about like oh we do this, I am blah blah like they are individuals, yeah. the, the actual gangers, but in the pool itself, is it like...
3: Maybe the the pool thing isn't really sentient. You know, It's a different kind of... Maybe that's a more of a gestalt thing, but it gives birth to individual But the doc life, said it was, it,
1: was to, it was talking to him?
3: Yeah.
0: It's definitely alive. Like, is, yeah. it, is it one creature? So I feel like creature, that, or is that might
3: it, be a different life form than yeah. the, the ones that have cloned yeah. from humans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, anyone who's ever dipped his dick in the flesh has <laughs> just given them a whole heap of biological information to just run with yeah and uh dirty jimmy and naughty buzzer keep it in your pants guys (laughs) (laughs) doctor don't maybe don't touch that
1: oh Um, but yeah but but going that scene where the flesh the gangers um melted in the acid and the flesh at the end you see the pain on his face and you realize that the flesh can feel yeah and then that you never come back to that like if if the flesh gangers were more they were the angry ones and they were like you've been doing this to us, Why? Have we, we've got feelings too, we can feel this pain But well, maybe they don't like- remember
0: that Maybe that memory is only in the vat. Yeah. And the, the only things that they remember is having cups of tea and sons yeah. back on Earth.
1: But I just feel like that would be a more, like we're saying, like Cleese doesn't have a motive. She's just a maniac. But if it was coming from the other, if one of the gangers was more leading the revolt kind of thing, then you could understand that because you would say, actually, you've treated us really horribly like we are going to fight for our own like survival yeah. but it's not it's they're only ever responding to her like there's a th- there's a threat now and we're kind of reacting to that but yeah, um, it's all very superficial what happened in the last 30 seconds yeah but do you think i don't know did, did is, it, is it because they didn't want them to be a, like too monstrous we want them to be sympathetic so we can't it can't be started by the gangers it has to be a response you can have gangers take different
2: perspectives on it like yeah. some gangers can be incredibly patient like Victimized groups of society can yeah. be incredibly patient, or they can rise up and blow up shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, Blade Runner think Blade Runner with all the um, replicants who are perfectly, you know, like emotionally rich members of society but that are enslaved because they're not humans. The narrative leading up to them either having some sort of uprising or just carving out a little piece of the universe for themselves.
4: Yeah.
3: Nice. I'm just slightly kicking myself for not thinking of a Blade Runner connection to this. Oh. (laughs) It's very much there, isn't it?
4: Yeah, a
1: little bit. Yeah, we just—I don't—I hope—I sort of hope that that comes back in part two. I don't. It must do because otherwise, I mean, it just seems such an unnecessary thing. What does going to entail? Yeah. yeah, if you've got a two-parter,
2: this is the sort of depth you need to get to. Yeah, by giving it an extra forty-five minutes. Yeah,
1: it's
0: got us talking, though. No? Oh, uh, it has. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if anything, this has—not this conversation, but this episode has also further cemented how much I regret my rating of the last episode because this is one that has been given so much more time to, you know, to evolve something more interesting and unless the second episode is radically different, I'm not sure that they've succeeded or that they've even tried to be honest
2: yeah, yeah. all these ratings are always provisional
0: yeah yeah well, <laughs> I, well I mean it, just as an example of you know oh single episode versus dual episodes yeah. even in the is it the hungry earth and cold blood or maybe yeah, the other yes. way around like it, it, that, that one, way around that way around so, so even there there is a little bit more profundity to the the dynamic between the two species mm over the course of two episodes yeah. whereas I
1: know. think you're right I don't, I don't really know what like what they're going to do in the next episode and how they're going to stretch it out because it, it feels like it could be wrapped up
0: it just feels like a monster of could the week be.
1: yeah they're
3: just going to run around the monastery for an and, episode uh, now
1: yeah why, why does it justify <laughs> yeah. another
3: scooby Do it
2: <laughs> a series of three minute challenges need to be completed <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then up to the tower to solve a riddle <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> We had that in Sweden as well. Um, it's called the Prisoners at the Castle. Oh, great! Yeah, fångarna på Um Yeah, what was that? Fångarna på fotsats. Fångarna på fortet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: Wait, what? Scoob... That's Scooby-Doo. Oh, Fort Bayard. Bayard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like, why did they change their name so much? <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you said Scooby... Someone said Scooby-Doo. I said Doo. Scooby-Doo. He said Scooby-Doo. Yeah.
0: Jim, explain yourself.
3: The next episode it's just going to be Scooby-Doo. They'll be running around the monastery in and out of doors.
0: Hanna-Barbera. Oh, yeah. Like down the corridor like... <laughs> and then all of a sudden the wrong people are chasing the right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. You never know which one's a and then. <laughs>
3: But, of course, like the Doctor will go in one door and then Cleaves will come out at the same door. It'd be hilarious.
4: Funny. Wow. True. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I have a
1: question for you. Oh, me specifically. It's you specifically. Uh, what did you think of uh, Doc's northern accent? I thought it was
4: terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it reminded me of when you do northern. <laughs> Oh no,
0: oh, oh. no.
2: Touch.
1: <laughs> 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 I quite liked it. It was quite fun.
2: I quite liked it in an incompetent sort in a of, bit way. of a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> What's the phrase he says about Seth- foot of stairs? <sighs>
2: don't know exactly
1: it says, is that really t- a phrase at foot at stair- I don't know <laughs> to <"Tip> foot upstairs e ba gum e ba gum it just must do that intentionally wrong yeah I Americans think. out there or just non-English listeners e ba gum is not a phrase <laughs> don't ever say it
2: <laughs> do you know that I have the secret to making Marie twice as northern in any given moment Oh, what all is I this? have to do is mention Hendo uh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get a bit of down,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those listeners that don't know, this is Henderson's Relish we are talking about.
2: Available from all good northern bookshops.
1: Delicious. <laughs> bookshops. <laughs> Try butchers. <laughs> I would go quickly go. like to come back to Eyepatch Lady. Okay. I think she's about to be explained. I think she's becoming. Um, this episode is kind of leading into us finding out about that.
2: Well, this is the last serial before a good man goes to war, so I should Sorry. bloody hope so. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and um, quite early on in the episode, I noticed they'd started um, like filming things through Square like hole there's oh. like a hole in a wall and you're seeing action on the other side of it and everything's through a square box it happens a couple of times really yeah i does. didn't notice that I thought not that right. was a really nice little way of kind of linking it in and because it made me think of that immediately and then yeah later she appears i was like ah.
2: so we are hear. seeing what Eye Patch lady is seeing through her one eye
1: no, not not. i don't think it's necessarily that direct but it's just kind of i don't know it was just kind of linking it in and i just thought that was a nice little bit of a that is super clever. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Okay, uh, there may be, uh, depending on how much time I have, there may be a screenshot or two on the website.
2: <laughs>
1: Do you oh, not really? have any
2: questions for Jim and Leon about how crap their voices are?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I'm good.
2: Oh, and think of some. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> what
0: did you all think of the snow globe?
1: Oh, sorry, say that
0: again. What did you all think of the snow globe? Come again.
1: Oh! I. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I, I had Snoggalob the first <laughs> time. <laughs> ah. What did you think of the Snoggalob? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's a Snogalob? I want one of those.
3: <laughs> rendition of Shakespeare was brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a little like, oh, a, th- a storm is coming, look at my snow globe, or do you think it will have more significance next episode? I don't
0: think it's going to have any more significance, I th- but no. but, it, like, it's a fun thing. Every now and then the Doctor uses something that's unorthodox like a yo-yo to detect the gravity on the moon, Capaldi uses at but some point, it, that sort of thing. But
1: Did you not just think he uses dude, it so many times, I don't though. think you understand how snow globes work. Like, you're shaking it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: of course the snow is going to But That's a
0: chaos theory. <laughs> but maybe he's, like, he's shaking it and then he's looking at the little particles uh, they're in yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's barely better than tea leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I throw some bones on the floor and yeah. like Dousing so, rods. Some guy in a
1: market on some planet <laughs> somewhere is like, "Oh rod. yeah, look at this uh, this this snow globe. It's going to tell the future. You can you can see the weather." And he just completely bought it and he's, done. He's yeah, never yeah. seen one before. Let's have
2: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
1: in
2: the next episode, he consults a monkey's paw to decide when Rory's going to die.
1: <laughs> oh, I also why bother? Uh,
0: Twenty minutes, yeah. <laughs> max. You mean the next time, or just yeah? Okay.
1: I can't remember what um, what he was doing, but there was a moment where Rory was very heroic and didn't care about his own life. Maybe it was when he was after Jen. I don't know, but um, I did just think, oh, it's because he's like basically immune. He, he, he's probably going to die, but he'll come back. He just <laughs> he's just stopped caring. <laughs>
3: I've now literally seen how you can clone yourself, so.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going
1: to go in one of these guys, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, but...
3: oh. Sorry, I was just going to go back to the snow globe, because I, I think I liked it when he whipped it out. It's like, I, do, I do like when he does the random mm. bits of um, nonsense, um, but I, I didn't like that he kept trying to use it, but exactly. it, was ne- it was never built upon. Yeah, it was, it was, it was still just, it's a snow globe.
1: It's still snowing Yeah, in it's the like, globe.
3: Like there's, you're not telling us what you're doing. Anymore and it's just, it's just Nonsense now it was, it was fun at the start, now it's nonsense
1: I, I mean,
0: it's, is it going to come up in the next, next Episode? I feel like it might come up In the next episode know. as some really shitty Kind of, oh well, you are a Ganger, I'm going to leave you to have Your own life here, have a memento
4: <laughs> How, Have
0: this snow globe mm. I don't know, maybe it's Ganger snow, I don't
4: know Ooh. No, no.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're
2: in the snow globe Ooh.
3: Ooh, very good. Very, Worth it
2: for that reaction. Very heaven sent.
3: <laughs> I was thinking Futurama. where they, Oh yes. I don't know heaven sent. I was thinking Futurama where they have the uh, the universe in a box, which has the universe in a box in
2: a box. Oh yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, and then someone sits on the universe and it all goes.
4: or oh.
0: <laughs> oh, that Rick and Morty episode, universe in a box. Is that? Oh With yes. the universe
3: yes. in a box. Oh, was that Rick and Morty? Also, oh.
0: that's really good. Much
1: later. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. Also that episode of uh, Twilight Zone or Outer Limits where people turn out to be just dolls in a dollhouse. Oh.
1: Also Men in Black when the, um, a cat has a universe on its collar. Oh yeah. Also that... You know, <laughs> 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 and then they play marbles with it at the end, yeah. So what do people
2: mm. think about Rory just cavalierly following Jen to the loo? Oh, <laughs> Oh,
3: and then just turning around rather yeah. than leaving the room.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That is not cool. Doesn't even put Doesn't his even fingers in his ears. <laughs> 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 oh, and it was all, take it. We've got all the time in the world. Don't rush. And then a minute later, like, really need to be moving. Now. Yeah, when it
3: sounds like she's throwing up. Yeah. It's like, oh, get a move on, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> not uh. got
1: time for this nonsense.
3: I, I found the whole interaction between Rory and Jen odd. I I think I liked it. I liked that Roy had something to do and I liked that he was being helpful, but it seemed a little bit forced. I don't know if everyone else kind of felt
0: that. Yeah, definitely.
1: She was all, oh, you're so beautiful. Beautiful eyes. Kind eyes. They always talk about his kind eyes, don't they? They?
0: Oh, I totally missed that in this episode. No,
1: yeah. she definitely said. Yeah, they, they yeah. did. Yeah. Your and eyes, um, they were kind. <laughs> she just talked mighty slow, doesn't she? <laughs> she yeah. really does. She not, she's not doing out for this. Uh, I
3: could never decide if she was a really bad actress or it's just, just, just made the way she she her. Oh, <laughs> oh,
4: Can
1: we do. Can we do um, <laughs> what else has this actress been in? Because I'm sure oh, I recognised her from something. And I think I've remembered what it is, and I think it's called oh. Spark House. S-
0: spark house
1: and i think it's um an um northern adapt modern ad- day adaptation of wuthering heights
3: It's the thing you've always told me to watch and we haven't
1: oh it's mighty fine jim you should watch it <laughs> mighty fine <laughs> is she mighty fine in it though i think she's better than i don't think she's terrible in this she's, she's better very than slowly wh- spoken
0: she's better than when talking about quarterly acid report yeah <laughs> Okay, so her name is Sarah Smart. The Jennifer, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. So her name is Sarah Smart. That's a good name. Mm. Uh, let's see here: The Musketeers, Silent Witness. How long ago? Quite Spark big House in Wulander. Probably a long time. time. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't care know, I don't about any of that.
1: those. Find out if she's in Van Spark
0: Uh The man who crossed Hitler. Oh, what was no. it called? Spark House. Spark House. Oh, no, Casualty. Yet. Yeah, Casualty. Six episodes of it. Ooh, get smart. <laughs> The five days, Jane Hall Finland. What the no, country? Funlands, fun- sorry. Fun-land. Fun-land. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Sarah Smart, she is in Spark House, along with John- McFadden and Richard Armitage. Oh those do you know those people? Joe McFadden's on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh uh, that guy. Yes.
3: I was thinking I recognised him.
1: Yes, good. No, it's well worth a watch if any of you are interested in a modern day adaptation of Wuthering Heights. Set in the Yorkshire Moors. Uh,
0: her first IMD credit is in Ball Trap on the Cot Sauvage. Ooh. <laughs> Ball yeah. Trap on the Cote Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> She's then also in the TV series Woof.
1: Woof! <laughs> I remember Woof. Rory will freak when he hears this. Oh, really? Wait, is there, was it, is it? What is it? Is it like a talking dog? It's where a boy turns into a dog. <gasps> oh,
2: yes, I like, I do you yes. remember that? that oh was yes, so exactly. Good. That yeah. ran for
1: like a decade. Yeah,
2: it did. I don't know Stake why, but my
0: childhood. Rory definitely IMDb. this for me once. Uh, <laughs> she was also in Wolf Returns, a what? kid's best friend. No way. As, wow. well as Rachel
1: Hobbs. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I I like her. I'm gonna go out there and say I think she was wonderful. Well, I liked oh, Mark wonderful. Bonner. <laughs> Which wonderful? one? Wonderful. Mark Bonner, who played See You, Jimmy. Wait, who was what? the guy with Adam's Son? Oh, right. yeah. yeah, I like
3: him. No, His- he
1: was good. Who I didn't like was the other rando guy who came in halfway through and I was like, who's this? And, um Yeah. D- is it a sneezy, guy? Yes. sneezy Guy? Yeah. Sneezy Guy. Yeah. Well, they did was sneeze. That's true. Why is he sneezing? Why is he sneezing? I so? thought
0: he was sneezing as a, like a, oh, this is to trick the audience to think that he's human, but actually At he's a, a ganger, ganger and the yeah. sneezing is a, like a memory.
1: Maybe maybe it'll come up next. So this is the trouble with two-parters because you don't know whether it's just a hole or whether it is going to turn into something next week. It comes up so many times that if it doesn't turn up next week, we have to take off a point. I think so. The the chap who plays...
0: Was it Buzzer? Is that what it was? Yeah, Buzzer. The chap who plays Buzzer... Uh, was also in Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, uh, which were created by the writer of this episode, Matthew mm-hmm. Graham. Who he created those? Wow. He created those, wow. and he also wrote an episode of Doctor Who that we have uh, already reviewed, namely Fear Her. Oh wow! That's right. That episode. That's a kid who draws stuff. Yeah, the Olympic uh, special. That's pretty bad, isn't it? It's a shite episode.
2: (laughs) As I recall, JD gave it minus 10. Oh, wow. No, (laughs) no, no, hang on, he didn't. He didn't. That was Love and Monsters. Sorry. (laughs) Well, as I was saying earlier, I liked Mark Bonner, who has also been in Catastrophe. Anyone watch Catastrophe? No. It's worth a watch. How about the new Porridge? He's the new warden in the Porridge. Uh, Oh, no. Why Why have they
1: remade Porridge? Come on. Well, he's the best thing about it. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Give Mark Bonner a role. You're not selling it to me.
3: (laughs) I think they do an amazing job that you immediately warm to him.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
3: I think that's, it's always quite an interesting trait that they can somehow do that with writing and acting that obviously everyone has um, a role to play in a, a show, but some characters you just go, yep like them
1: um, they co- They do actually quite often do it in Doctor Who with the Scottish characters yeah I it's always day. like a kind old Scottish oh man really who's like lovely and what a coincidence yeah there's <laughs> never any really, really mean Scottish characters like if she'd have been Scottish Amy Pond be, well
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that one she swings the bar very far the other
2: way <laughs> That's why the only other ones have to be nice. <laughs>
1: Make up for it, yeah. <laughs> like Scotland will hate us if
2: she's the only representation. Yeah. To come back to what Jim was saying earlier about Jen and being forced, I sort of watched that quite indulgently as being obvious enough for children to get.
3: That's very sweet.
2: That I mean, sweet. I know I could extend that to everything and say, "Wow, Doctor Who was definitely much better than it in fact was." But I thought that this was quite an. Quite a, quite hard for most children to grasp. Like these adults talking about other adults inhabiting themselves or whatever. So give them something to grab onto something they can understand at a a young age. Yeah.
3: (laughs) An evil beard,
2: (laughs) An evil beard. And what gives me something to grab onto. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Good callback. And that there is an obvious love triangle that Amy is reacting to and Rory is, being made squeamish by,
0: but do you feel that this? I mean, all of you, not just as a counterpoint, like, but do you do you feel that this is a show for children?
1: Like historically, it definitely was. Yeah, and but I think
0: now, I don't know. It's still a family show. It is, yeah.
3: Like you need to sit down, and everyone needs to take something from it. Sure, yeah. um, but it
0: doesn't talk down to the audience in terms of like age. It doesn't try to oversimplify necessarily. No.
1: Well, I don't know. Well, maybe there are some episodes like about, fear her, but we've, but we've talked a lot about the doc trying to explain technical stuff and then just being like, ah, whatever you wouldn't understand anyway, and like that. It's not it's not hard sci-fi. It is just kind of it brushes over the details so that actually a younger audience doesn't get bogged down with things that they don't understand. Maybe it is trying to.
0: Yeah, but you find the same kind of humor in like Hitchhiker's Guide which isn't necessarily meant for children even though like a child could probably I can enjoy say, it.
1: I, I think I watched it when I was quite young. Like can yeah, you, I don't know. I think it like you say, I think what Jim said it is a family show so it's not aimed at children but it's it's got to be accessible so that they're not put off by it um and that they can take something from it and they can enjoy it.
3: And I I kind of feel that possibly they throw an episode here and there which is more child-friendly
2: yeah a christmas episode here and
3: there yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but i I don't know if they necessarily cater to children during certain parts of an episode although this one actually i don't know you got me thinking because i think jen does come across quite young in places yeah she does like like she needs to be cared for and i don't know but maybe that is them kind of trying to cross the broad board with she's also
0: she is the last person to get it it Was this already said before? Sorry if I'm repeating something, but like she is the last person to get into the machine, so her ganger is actually the youngest. That's true. Uh, Oh, yeah. There is that aspect of it. But also, like, she's super duper insecure before she's even in a ganger. Yeah. And she's talking about her memories as a child. She is the child's stand in for this episode,
4: maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think you're
4: yeah, on
0: something Yeah, I was saying before, she is like the sun in um, Hungry Earth and what's it called? Cold Blood. Cold yeah. Blood. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Why do you struggle with that? Joke? I don't know. It's I really like weird. how I
3: can always remember Cold Blood. I can <laughs> only remember Hungry Earth.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Together, we're invincible. <laughs> Yeah, which uh-huh. is I think that's is a bit of a shame that then she then becomes this like really mean like rebel leader. Just, yeah, what does that do fit? to all the
4: kids watching?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, we've made a load of little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> we did that anyway, though. It's that quite... explains
2: all those moped robberies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, when did this? It was about eight years ago. Yeah, they could have grown up by that. <laughs> <laughs> Got a moped. Oh. All the eight-year-olds back when they first watched this.
1: Do you think they were scary, the um, monster of the week? Like, if you were a kid, would you be hiding behind your sofa? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, I think so. When I didn't like when the um, when the flesh was turning into, uh, I think it must have been Jen, and you could just see the red ribbon, and I was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's their vein. Oh, it's like a vein, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like that was a bit oh, visceral. I think there's quite mm-hmm. a,
3: a few different things, because it, it's a bit kind of gross and creepy yeah. with that kind of thing. We do have the, the Lazarus effect neck extending thing which mm. is that's that must be pretty horrific for a child to see that yeah i think that's that's proper kind of monstery yeah maybe and then even with the the kind of wiped out face look you know that's pretty creepy mm. like that's the kind of thing you you put in a 18 horror film and make it low lighting and make them jump out at you and that, that's
0: a proper kind of horror creature yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i agree that there, there, there were in that. Yeah, in that bathroom scene, right before she turns all, like, snake. Mm. Uh, all 11th hour, Prisoner Zero. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Everything's... Really right. You're right, you're right. <laughs> the, it, the,
0: there's both one thing that they left underused... And one thing that I did not think was good at all, the not good at all is the very abrupt cut to her with that weird s- snot face and mm. then cut immediately back rather than, you know, morph. It's mm. not like she's changing. It's almost like her subconscious is
4: yeah. is
0: uh, like reflected in her reflection, in in the mirror. Yeah,
1: uh, And I thing, liked that. Well, oh, I didn't like
0: that at all.
2: I was
1: going to say, because I think it is a subconscious, because um, she only becomes... Well, it's not permanent because she reverts back again. But it seems at the time, anyway, she becomes like like a proper human because she's talking about her childhood and she's screaming and she's going, "I'm Jenny, I'm real," and she's like pounding her chest. I um, love that scene. Actually. I love that scene. Yeah, and,
3: and the effect I think works really well there. Yeah, and could you the see a tiny little from, color effect? Well, the, yeah, the it's color. a little bit. They they shoot past the the human flesh color a little bit and it goes a bit orangey, but hmm. you know that. I think just the way it's timed with her emotion yeah. is, is
0: really done quite nicely yeah. in that
1: scene. I really like that.
0: Yeah. I, I like that too. But there's the, it, so often have i mentioned the, the trope of, like, th- that you see in zombie movies where someone's being bitten and they don't want anyone else to know. So they hide that yeah, fact from everyone yeah. else. And in this case, it seemed as though, oh, is she going to realize that maybe she is a ganger? She's now going to hide it from everyone else. But then immediately cut to she's a snake. Yeah. And then, it, but the thing that they really underused as well, I thought, was she vomits up a bit of that weird flesh yeah, liquid. Yeah. And then rather than have it, either maybe have it like be corrosive or maybe it moves independently of her or anything like that, it's just. Ignored. Well,
2: it I could don't... form her face in the sink and go, Rory. That would be Rory. great.
0: Yeah, she Ooh. leaves the back door uh, through the back door. Rory's still having a conversation with her, and then when he comes in to look for her, he realizes he's having a conversation with a puddle of her oh. in the sink. See, so I was thinking, boom, uh, strike <laughs> that then!
3: Sink face lures Rory over, and then sink face. <laughs>
0: yeah. Imagine if that's Love your credit. <laughs>
3: What do you do today, son? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's then bent over the sink, and rather than an elongating fist, it's just a big foot that kicks him at the last. Proper comedy gold.
1: Yeah, but no, that wasn't used because I quite liked that scene, and I, I think Rory comes into the toilet and looks towards the sink and I thought he was gonna have spotted it. Yeah. Um and then yeah, it was gonna become something and like imagine that, it's like their bodies are decaying, they're like they can't sustain it, they're shedding bits of flesh. Like that's more it gives you more drama and more like more uncertainty over yeah. where the process is going. Exactly, yeah. Unless it doesn't maybe, seem
3: to maybe that was a bit of her rational self that fell through the sinkhole. Oh, that's why she changes.
1: Oh, Jim. All
3: right, fine. <laughs> Get me coat.
1: It's a theory. <laughs> it is a theory.
3: Because <laughs> well, it could be part of my theory that they've edited the hell out of this. And there was there was more stuff to go in there that explained that that's the change of her character.
1: That, yeah, that that's a thing that feels like there would have been more and for some reason it didn't make the cut. It seems like a weird thing to just have it happen yeah. the one time and then never come back. Yeah, agreed. Yeah.
3: And I'm pretty sure Roy does spot it. Yeah but it, I thought
1: he'd spotted it It's not
3: commented on yeah. by him or anyone else
0: yeah. They do have two episodes at their disposal well, They do like, yeah. Just shift the weight around a little differently Have less of a chase sequence In episode 2 and have more of the suspense Leading up to the chase in episode mm. 1 yeah, no. I mean, they could still address
3: this stuff, I guess,
0: but yeah. it, they it, might. it feels but it like, feels too late now. It does feel it? that particular
3: detail
4: that feels like is, that's past. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, they've gone to war now. Bigger things are afoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> than yeah. a kick up the arse.
4: Yeah,
2: the doctor's Even wide though- feet.
4: Yeah.
0: We might still get people realising that they're gangers. <laughs> You're going to be so smug if that happens. If maybe. that happens. If it doesn't happen, then it's like, well, no. that was a missed levels. opportunity, guys. <laughs> We're still talk- going to be smug.
4: Yeah.
2: We're talking about missed opportunities. I think the biggest missed <laughs> opportunity in the whole episode was instead of the doctor's lips saying, trust me, from the... Oh, in the
0: fleshlight scene? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm.
4: It-,
0: it should have said, Rose...
4: Bad. <laughs> <laughs> actually
3: that was because that's the only sec- the only other time that that happens where the voice of the flesh is different to the human mm. yeah that's true um they're still being formed uh, Cleves, when she first realizes that she's the ganger her voice goes weird oh does it yeah oh, i don't remember what she says but she has like a very kind of emotive, kind of like, we're real, gravelly mm. kind of moment. And it that that's a bit more like the way that the, um, trust me, voice is. Weird. because because the doctor. Yeah. Cause- doctor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the doctor in the last scene goes, the ganger doctor goes, why? Why? And you don't know who's saying, I thought it was a woman saying that. Mm. First of all, when yeah. he says, show yourself. It's like, well, we know it's the doctor. Why is this woman going to? Pop out the shadows. So it's different there as well.
1: Yeah.
3: Why do we know it's the doctor?
2: Because it's obvious.
3: It is it is just that it's obvious. There's there's no hint really, is there?
2: The well, doctor I guess- acts both like it's obvious and a mystery, because he's like, it's gonna get even insaner.
1: Show yourself whoever you could possibly be.
3: Yeah. And oh, and the TARDIS disappeared again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was yep. gonna say that. <laughs>
2: Get he, he, he a little tired of that one. oh
1: it sunk. I
2: like that, to see the grass <laughs> all around the roof. I, I, kid, I kind of like this comment. about
1: what are you doing down there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we were saying it, it's happened so much in this series, and I'm sure that it's because in previous series he never goes back to the TARDIS like they land they go off and have their adventure and when it's over then they leave he's never turned around and been like aha the solution to this is in the TARDIS because I'm sure we've had a conversation where it's like he could definitely save everyone if they just went and used the TARDIS um and yeah this series it feels like they've thought about that loophole and they were like "Oh, okay let's
3: write the TARDIS
1: TARDIS out," out rather than it just yeah I don't know
3: I think I, I prefer the previous thing where it's I
1: don't <laughs> even know why he was going for the TARDIS. It was like, like, I'll just pick you all up in my TARDIS and we'll fly away. Like, he never does that. No, but you yeah. shouldn't do. <laughs> well, yeah. Know, it seemed like a weird one.
3: I think this one was... It, I don't know. Was he actually saying at that point, we're going to fly away? Or was it just, we're going to fly to the other end of the corridor so we don't have to get through the acid? I don't know. Because I'm sure... Because I'm sure uh, Buzzer, the, the Scottish guy, makes a joke Jimmy. about... Jimmy. Jimmy, the Scottish guy. Right. <laughs> Makes a joke about you can't, you won't be able to park your vehicle in here.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah.
3: Like, it, I'm sure, I'm sure the idea is that the TARDIS is just gonna pop off down,
1: just, down, just the of the, down, down the end of the, end of the corridor. corridor, and yeah. then they'll just carry the on. The corridor that Amy happily runs through.
0: <laughs> yeah. a couple of minutes later. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> we get to see, uh, sorry, spoilers for you, but we get to see a bit of the TARDIS in the next week on Doctor Who.
4: Oh.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
2: Oh, I, I had my hands over my eyes. Uh, okay.
0: I, I don't, don't, don't
4: want to know. Yeah, let's
1: uh, not talk about okay. it.
0: Let's not talk about yeah.
1: it. That's next week. Save for episode. next week.
0: Sure. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. <laughs> uh, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good line. Soundbite alert. Soundbite, 1440. That's the first soundbite
2: in like several episodes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I meant to have a I should shut up like, and just let bit. you get on with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, soundbite alert from 1440.
3: I've got to get to that crawl before hell breaks loose. I never thought I'd have to say that again. Amy, breathe.
1: Again, yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but the,
3: the best part about that is the massive smile on his face as he said. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that Season Pit or when he was an extra on Hellboy or what? <laughs> <laughs> or just an episode that was had too big a budget.
0: Uh, have we talked about this? We like it, everyone steals from everyone. We've uh, we have yet another case of the doctor climbing up a to- tower during a lightning storm, yeah. being struck by lightning, et cetera, et cetera. Very
2: Vampires of Venice. Uh, yeah. And
0: also the stupid box, the idiot idiot's lantern,
2: yes, of course, uh, yeah. when he was the king of Belgium, bingo, my first episode,,
4: oh.
0: Oh. I also feel
3: like <laughs> it has no place in this episode, I know but the whole thing about the like the solar storm is the reason for them not to be able to leave. Fair enough. The fact that there's a tower collecting the energy and he decides to climb it, it just has no bearing on anything. Unless, unless that
0: comes back in the second part. Yeah. How it's, do they ex- it's
3: a waste of five minutes of this episode, really.
0: How do they explain it? It's They're going to get overloaded by energy and then the planet explodes? It's going
2: to ter- sir- short circuit everything on the island and the gangers are going to do
0: exactly what the gangers do. Is that what he's trying to prevent?
2: I think so.
0: Wait, he's trying to prevent. Is it like a Frankenstein thing? They're waiting for lightning to strike in order to animate the Frankenstein.
3: How have we not realized that?
0: Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Is that what it is?
0: He's trying to prevent what he's then fighting to keep. That's bullshit. I thought there was more reference to things blowing up. I think so too. I think there's like there's a scientific, a physical, the mother of all power surges. That's gonna blow everyone up. Yeah. Okay.
3: Cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't really buy the science. I I don't really know much about solar storms, but...
2: But you buy science in general. Do you? (laughs) Yes, I do.
3: I often do in in forms of, you know, chemistry and biology. I buy fruit, you know, all these wonderful things. Um, No. (laughs) But solar tsunamis, no. Well, so, yeah, the fact that they're getting energy from... The sun via a little spike. Nonsense! (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit hand-wavy at this point. And then the fact that the solar storm, which is a very different thing to getting normal energy from the sun via, you know, rays. I don't know. It was just a bit kind of like, We've, we've got a premise. We've got a premise to keep them on the island. Uh, how do we make it a little bit more dangerous?
1: Uh, well, I didn't feel, did didn't you know. feel any threat from the solar storm? No, Absolutely like the threat not. was from um, all the pipes have burst and there's acid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. acid. Yeah, that's enough threat, surely. They gave and a the lo- gangers.
0: They seem completely fine to walk around the acid anyway. All you have to do is step around a puddle.
1: Yeah, just don't step in the wet patch. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amy's standing just behind the
2: plumes of of acid steam at one point. (laughs) I'll just be off down the corridor then, but nothing is propelling me in this direction. But they give a lot of time to the solar storm, a lot of shots of the sky
1: all orange and swirling. That must be coming back next week.
0: Well, maybe, but I I think they just expected it to look more impressive than it does. I don't know that it's coming back next week, because he says they always come in pairs, and we've now had both of them.
1: Yeah, no, they said the first... Oh, Strike always comes in pairs.
0: So there will be a second strike. So then. maybe, oh. I don't know. Blurg. Blurg. Well, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more, it's not even worth it. Say it. I want to hear it. Pregnancy test thingy in the beginning is the equivalent of previously on Doctor Who. Yes, we we don't get an episode's recap the way that yeah. we had the last time or the time yeah. before that, but instead we have the Doctor just going, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant?
1: Yeah. Um, related to that, did you catch... Breathe, I Amy. Mean breathe.
0: No, what? Yes. Wait, what? The doctor. doctor tells
2: Amy to breathe. And
0: now it is time to rate this. Did we love or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong.
1: Hey, la,
2: la 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 la. Ratings,
1: Drew. Hello. I believe you have a rating. Yeah, you prepared.
2: <laughs>
4: prepared.
1: Oh, oh, oh! You sly one.
2: Oh, you sly dog. <laughs> you are a cunning, genuine Northerner with your accent and everything. Mm-hmm. All right, let me just hurl myself headlong into a rating. I thought the Doctor was good at promoting the respect for other life forms here, speaking on their behalf, how it is for them dealing with their newfound independence, scared, disorientated. Maybe the next series can have an episode set in the US's child detention camps. Go on, Doctor Who, be edgy for once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought that this episode was fairly sort of procedural in the way, exactly the way we keep coming back to the hungry earth, cold blood, and it's better than that, but at the same time it is going through many of the same story beats and it's a hard sort of structured story to love i mean are we just trotting out the same things year after year in the hope that the youngest part of the demographic is seeing this for the first time i don't know that's no way to run a show we've got adults here and we're dissatisfied at the same time i did like a lot of the performances (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> drew has gone off script ladies and gentlemen
2: <laughs> i am beyond my notes now ladies and gentlemen i don't know what i'm gonna say except oh 2.8 that's what i'm gonna say
0: oh, whoa. Oh. wow that was such a good rating i hit myself in the face with my microphone <laughs> <laughs>
2: The sheer force of that rating propelled it into your gob.
1: 2.8. Just above average.
2: Yes. Just above average is exactly what I
1: meant to say
2: Mm -hmm. in three words instead of 300.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go now because I, no one else is talking. So, um, (laughs) I, I (laughs) actually, really enjoyed this episode when i watched it this morning with my breakfast i like the gangers i think I, d- I really disliked the the stretchy neck thing and the stretchy punch and all the like extra bits but i think how they looked um as the gangers was quite scary like the like you said the uncanny valley it's that like surreal so yeah so no i um. so i sort of came to this quite buzzed and being like yeah this is a great episode i'm gonna really enjoy it and then I think it is the. As we kind of pick into it and pull it apart, you realise that, yeah, it, is, it was fairly predictable. Um, I don't know what to expect from the next episode. I can't remember exactly what happens, but um, I really doubt that they're going to tie everything up in a way that is. Good. good? Satisfactory. <laughs> Satisfactory,
0: that's the one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> In
1: your face, Drew. <laughs> I can't do a Northern accent. I can't get the right words. Why am oh. I even here? Hate- <laughs> um, but I'm going to... But I, No, I did enjoy it. I thought there were some good effects. Rory got good time... There were some funny lines. I liked that everyone was northern. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. This,
2: this including Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes such
0: a change
2: from the podcast. It does.
1: It does. We're surrounded by southerners and foreigners. And
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: this is breaks at work.
1: <laughs> you have never been more leave. Oh, <laughs> I am not. I am going on the record. I am not leave. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go higher than Drew, um, but not that high. I'm was thinking around a three point two.
4: <gasps>
0: oh, mm. Jim, that <gasps>
1: makes me think uh,
0: something controversial is about to happen. Just watching an exchange of. I think
3: Drew may have gone with that rating at the start and beaten himself down. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or or were you beaten down? What what do you feel?
1: Yeah, beaten, definitely beaten, beaten, down. beaten down. We've all been beaten down today. So that's interesting
2: because I I've
3: been all over the shop with this episode because I think I mostly enjoyed it. But it, it feels I don't know. It just generally kind of feels weak. And but I think there's a lot of interesting ideas. I think the idea of there being doppelgangers that are a new life form. I think just the idea of there being a new life form. I don't know if it happens that often in Doctor Who. Are you quite- Dalek,
2: sec! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Dear God, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> or the the pig clones in that oh, episode. No. <laughs>
3: yeah, so it does happen but it happens badly. So this is actually quite a, a relief, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it is that they're, they're basically human. Like, it, you're looking at literal doppelgangers and going, well, yeah, they have a right to exist. They're They are the the replicants in, in Blade Runner, you know, and you can sympathize, no matter how violent they appear, no matter, you know, kind of their reaction to the fact that they deserve to live, you know, is kind of justified. Um, and I, I think that's an interesting thing. I think it is a complicated topic and it's good that Doctor Who kind of talks about these sort of things and gets us talking about them and thinking about what life means. Because that's, that's what sci-fi can be really good at, is it exposes the everyday things that humans kind of do amongst themselves. And this is fighting bigotry at the, the species level. And it's, it's, it's always quite good to get that in sci-fi. It's an a po- important topic to cover.
2: There is a noble goal to be addressed here. Mm.
3: Exactly. And... I think that I I always kind of like that kind of thing in a in an episode in a series. So I, I want to like this possibly more than I should. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of what I feel when I when I watch it. So I'm kind of probably sitting in the the three zone as well. And I think I'm just going to slap bang with a 3.2. It's a number I had as why I went, oh, when Marie said it, so
2: I'm going to stick with it. The, okay. original, the original number I showed to Marie was 3.1. Okay. And then I just sort of gradually got just more dissatisfied.
1: Oh. Sorry, Leon. Stop you, start with your gut. Go- oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: not all about conformity. Let's hear what Leon has to say. Let's.
3: No, let's not. Sorry, conform. Yes,
2: let's. <laughs>
0: Phew! Um, I could echo everything that you've said. You, the, Please do. Uh, I, <laughs> I shan't. Instead, I'm just going to say I, I agree with what you've said about the just the the, the moral values, the ethics that that are, or that the ethical conundrum that is presented by this episode. And instead, I'm going to focus on slightly more superficial things, such as tone. I'm not entirely sure what tone this episode is going for or this double feature as a whole. Now I haven't rewatched the second one yet, but I I, I feel like very often it tries to go really scary, very horror, but it never really does it for me. And I don't know if it does it for children watching this. We talked about that briefly, but I'm not a kid, and I don't really. I, I did not feel the reason I brought it up in in our review of it is I didn't really feel that this was geared to children uh, towards children, and as such, I kind of feel that it fails as an as a horror episode geared to, towards an adult audience. The aesthetics of it fantastic. Production value I thought was great, even though the weird harnesses were really naff. And I didn't like the fact that entirely independent groups represented in this episode refer to them as harnesses.
1: Um, I also didn't like when Jen was in her harness. Um, and the hands didn't fit. No, when it... They're all finger... Put yeah. your yeah, the finger, I, Exactly. <laughs> oh,
0: and the, the head, she was too short for she it. Was. Like, like, it didn't... It, oh, Maybe I'll take back what I just said about production. <laughs> no, like it, it, in general, I, I, I did like the, the look of... Pardon me, the look of this episode. And I do like most of the characters. The one thing, however, that kind of brings it down is... Actually, sorry. The two things that bring it down for me is I, I felt Jenny was a little bit too infantilized. Hasty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also. Uh, <laughs> and I, I felt like Rory's role in this, though very interesting, it seemed like a part that may have been written for the doctrine an earlier draft of the script and then transplanted and given to Rory. Do you like, not feel that... Rory, throughout this series,
2: is just given whatever is left in the script to achieve. A hundred percent. Amy's yes. the
0: companion, and Rory mops up. Okay, question: How many more do they get? One more season after this season? Is that it? I mean, Amy and Rory.
1: They, I think they, do they? they get like a prop, a full season, and then they get like a tail ending where they're kind of. I think in they and get a half a season and then a it, little bit. Yeah, and then it peters off. And then, oh, okay. and then Clara takes Because they
0: dis- disappear for a bit and then they come... Oh, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, yeah anyway, I, there's still room for growth, yeah. for development for those two. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. But mm. this wasn't it. This was kind of the... Maybe leave those bits on the cutting room floor. Mm. Don't just reassign them to Rory. Anyway, I'm giving this a 2.9. Hoping for a positive conclusion in part two.
2: Yes. Necessarily provisional.
4: Yes, love is-
0: now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. Bing bong, future me here. We uh, received a few listener minis after we stopped recording this episode, simply because we recorded this one so far in advance. So uh, I'm going to future them now. I apologise for any background acoustics. There is uh, an actual Honest to God Carnival going on right outside our house. I don't know if the microphones are picking it up, but uh, if they are, then that's what you're hearing. Okay, uh, Okie dokie, so here are the listener minis in chronological order. First off, the this one comes from Star Wars Sill. Star Wars Sill, Star Wars Sill. Star Wars Sill says, I'll start with something I found amusing. Amy kisses Rory's acid burned finger, presumably to make it all better. Except they haven't done anything to make sure there isn't acid still present. So Amy came very close to having burnt lips for this entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think this falls into the same category of like, wow, they had a completely different conception of what, what the acid did and how potent it was and so on in the very beginning. But yeah, yeah, very good point. Well observed. Star Wars Hill goes on. I enjoyed the Doctor's, what are you doing down there to the TARDIS in a tone you might use on a child? And Rory was a truly excellent human being in this episode. Mm, correct. Uh, agreed. I like this episode in a vacuum, if one doesn't look at the rest of the flesh arc and its major implications fail later on. I confess, however, that it took me this third watch through to realise the flesh was not derived from the acid somehow. I had a very garbled and befuddled impression of just what was happening in that factory until I made the connection that the flesh was brought in to mine the acid and had nothing to do whatsoever with the acid. Right? Uh In answer to your question... Right. <laughs> Star sale uh, continues, because I really can't force myself to forget a certain thing the Doctor does later, in spite of everything he says in these two episodes, I'm going to give this one a... 0.3 out of 5 really expensive acid suits. 0.3, holy smokes. Which is actually okay because those ridiculous suits have a visible gap between two of the clear slats at the bottom of the face shield. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a really good thing that the face and throat aren't important areas of the body to protect. Mildly disgusted, Star Wars Sill. <laughs> Nice one uh, Thank you very much for that uh, Ladies and gents Who are not Star Wars Sil. You can follow Star Wars Sil On Twitter Star Wars Sale is at Star Wars Sil. Thank you Star Wars Sale. Although oh, <the> wow <laughs> 0.3 Okay I love it Okay Next up We have Tracy from America Hello Tracy Tracy says, this will be the first time I'm re-watching this ep, which means I'm aware of the twists and turns. I'll try to make this short and sweet and not give too much away. You know, it is one of my favorite things when the doc or one of his crew shows up and impersonates inspectors, authority figures. This time he identifies himself as a meteorologist, ratcheting up the suave for meteorologists everywhere, I might add, and says he's interested in solar flares. When asked what system to show him, he responds, you know which system. Yeah, that's a pretty cool scene, actually. I I like that one as well. The doc in- instructs Amy to breathe We will later learn the significance of this As a future instruction to Amy For now, it should suffice to say that his choosing That moment to tell her probably means He thinks he'll die as he runs out into the storm That's... oh wow yeah. They... Okay, wait, hang on, I'll get back to that Rory is a sweetheart who constantly Risks himself for others' lives and well-being It's such a touching moment when he Holds Jennifer and a fantastic piece of acting From Arthur Darville. The final scene certainly Gives us some big expectations for next time Dr. Ganger! And she Gives this a rating of, man, this season of Westworld is weird. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, also, super weird timey, whimy telepathy. I literally just watched the finale of Westworld. Oh, okay, okay, right. Getting back to the thing about him thinking that he, he's dying. I'm not so sure he thinks he's gonna die. I think it's like. Uh, wow, this is a super stressful situation If that somehow translates to your actual physical body Somewhere else in the universe Then uh, try to instruct her to breathe It might also be that he doesn't know what happens When everyone gets Or if everyone gets electrocuted Is that somehow going to affect, you know Communications with Amy Is is he never going to be able to Is he not going to be able to talk to her Until after she's given birth In which case, yeah, now he, Here's the, his last chance to give her those instructions uh, Anyway, yeah, it, that's a... It, It's a strong scene, and uh, yeah, uh, well done for bringing it up. Tracy, thank you very much for your mini. Uh, Ladies and gents, you can follow Tracy on Twitter. She is Yekart That's almost Fountain Tracy backwards. Tracy pointed out to me quite recently that it's actually not entirely (laughs) accurate what we've been saying. Uh, I'm going to amend that on the website, Tracy, so thank you for pointing that out. Here we go, next up, lastly for today, we have Jim the Fish! Hello, Jim the Fish. Jim the Fish says, "'Anybody else wondering why you could see the character's breath when they were inside the factory?' "'I'm no scientist, but if everything has gone to hell because of a solar storm "'and the sky looks like it's moments away from raining fire, shouldn't it be getting hotter?' I have no idea when or where this was shot, so I guess it's possible that it was just a cold location. But if so, that would be a pretty glaring oversight. You know what, Jim the Fish? I hadn't considered it at all. <laughs> uh, okay, dokie. Uh, Jim the Fish continues, especially with the fact that if a solar flare hit the Earth with that kind of strength, there would just be a pile of molten hot stuffs. So initially, really hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I predict a not very high score from Jim the Fish (laughs) Jim goes on Jen says, it hurts so much To which Rory replies, welcome to my world Huh? Does this mean he recognizes that she is a copy like him? I like Rory He strikes a good balance between comedic relief And sweetly heroic Just a shame the show keeps torturing him so Disappointed Rory did not die in this episode Though, as I wanted to shout They killed Rory, those bastards, again (laughs) This episode reminded me more of that crappy Silurian two-parter. Oh my goodness, telepathy alert. What were the environmentally irresponsible mining operation, the can't-we-all-get-along-together-moralizing, and the stupid, stupid human woman ruining everything just as they were about to start parlaying. I thought it was both too fast and too slow. A lot got cut for the, the American broadcast, eight minutes of it. Eight minutes? But the direction felt really rushed. A lot of the episodes dragged, and I couldn't get invested in much of anything. The whole episode felt like a mess, but would, but maybe I'm alone in thinking that. For instance, what's up with that Scottish guy? He and his doppelganger walked away together to search for Jennifer, and then they apparently rematerialized with their respective groups. What? Very predictable cliffhanger that left me f- sighing to myself that at least it was slightly better than Matthew Graham's first attempt at Doctor Who with Fear Her. Fun quote to finish this mini off. Yes, it's insane, and it's about to get even more insaner. <laughs> Since it's only the first part, I can't really rate that well. Maybe I'll do an overall rating next time. So for now, I'll give it a 1.4 out of 5. Ooh, okay, I'm looking forward to your next one as well. 1.4 out of 5. I, You know what? Given everything that you've, re- that you've written in your review, pretty spot on, yeah. Fantastic, Mini. Thank you very much, Jim the Fish. Looking forward to your next one. Okie dokie. Uh, that's it for listener minis this time around. Back to the show. Bing bong.
1: What's next? Well, the other part, the, the concluding part. Called? This one what is, is it called? Probably called The Almost People. That's the one.
3: That'll be it. <laughs> Bingo bongo. Well
1: done, Drew. <laughs> Where
3: well, will you be on Enterprise E, yeah? Yeah,
1: why
0: Obviously. not? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Drew, you're on Twitter, right? At when.: Excellent branding.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can follow me as well. I am at Ponkin. P-O-N-K-E-N, Leon. <laughs> you don't know to
4: spell
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> and Marie and Jim hate Twitter. No, we don't.
0: Do feel free to send messages to whobackwen at gmail.com and we shall pass those messages along. Until
1: no. the next time, be rad to each other. Rad and accent to each other. And rock on and cha Bye-bye.
2: Party on, dudes.
4: <laughs> Kiddos <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why it came out sounding like Kermit the Frog there. I apologize. That was
2: a good northern accent. I'm jealous.
4: <laughs> no, I sound like No.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all.
2: Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha chao.
0: Who
4: back, when?